Attention parents and coaches. Do you wish you had a safe social media platform for your youth athletes? Fortunately for you, there's a revolutionary new app that helps with just that. Introducing Small Player Big Play. Small Player Big Play app provides young athletes, parents, and coaches a user-friendly sports social media platform. The app allows users to connect with friends, make new friends, create groups, text, chat, and post pictures and videos of you and your teammates participating in your favorite sport or activity. To begin, users can simply download and sign up for the app using an email account. Younger users have the ability to sign up using their smartphone and a parent's email address. From there, users can begin to interact and engage with other users of the app. Small Player Big Play app also gives users the ability to live stream full games and events. You can live stream your event so that friends, family, or anyone in the world can see you in action. Users can also share posts from the app to their other social media accounts like Facebook and Twitter. What are you waiting for? Get in the game and share your love of sports with the world. Download the Small Player Big Play app today. Ready to listen to my dad Joe and Uncle Justin talk about sports? Now on with the show. The Joe Mays and J Rap Show is brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop, which have been serving the greater Westlawn area delicious food for over 70 years. You are listening to the Joe Mays and J Rap Show. Boring. A <clears throat> weekly podcast about sports since 2011. Don't you ever get tired of being wrong all the time? With a focus on football. Kansas City 31, San Francisco 20. Mahomes takes the snap. He's just going to throw it long for Demarcus Robinson. It is going to use up all the time. The game is over. And the Chiefs kingdom has firmly planted its flag on top of football's highest summit. Kansas City Chiefs are champions of Super Bowl 54. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Rathoff. Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome back to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. I am one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and sitting across from me is my co-host, Justin Raffoff. Yeah, it's uh, good to be here. We've been on uh, a bit of a break from this show, but uh, it's good to be here, even though uh, the, I, don't, I don't know how much NFL I want to talk about tonight. <laughs> yeah, you and I are in opposite directions at yeah. the moment, which is the first time I can maybe say this in about 20 years. I was going to say, it hasn't um, happened often in the life of the show, but uh, here we are. Yeah, I really, I mean, we are... As crazy as this is, we're almost at our 10-year anniversary, wow. which is hard to fathom. I mean, yes. I remember when this started, and obviously we're going to talk about this in about two and a half months, when I may be changing our intro. We'll okay. see. Yeah. I mean, it'll be changed. Whether it's the Chiefs again, I don't know. We'll find out in a little bit, uh, about two and a half months. But that's going to also be very close to the time when we're celebrating our 10-year anniversary. And... um yeah, the Dolphins have not been good while I've been doing this show. We started this, so the first football season we would have talked about was the 
fall of 2011, and Miami hasn't won the division since 2008. Right. Um, Which was did. okay because the Phillies won the Super, uh, won, well, not Super Bowl. <laughs> if the Phillies won the Super Bowl, that would have been amazing. Been yeah. the Phillies won the World Series that year. Uh, yes. Now Miami's been in the playoffs once during the lifeline of this. Yeah, show, lifetime yes, of this show. I believe they. Like I, 2016, yeah. I think maybe when they snuck in a wild card, but um, the quarterback had gotten injured because Matt Moore, Tannehill got injured, and Matt Moore was the quarterback. And they lost to Pittsburgh. Um, but yeah, so it's been a little bit of a. A hot minute for my Dolphins to look like a professional football team. So I am very excited and living it up right now uh, because they look like the real deal. It's not like the, a fake. Like they look good. They, right. they, they look like a top 10 team right, right. now. Right. Absolutely. And um, that makes me feel very happy, especially because they're young. And this is a year before people thought they could possibly challenge. And all of this belongs right at the feet of brian flores who yes justin and i both were very encouraged by the hiring nearly two years ago yes and despite the off season and the hyperbole from the media during Which the beginning of 2019 miami is exactly where they need to be and they're right. doing it earlier than people expected and and like i'm you might i might be cutting you off here they're not even ruining their ruining their own draft. Well, they're they're, they're their not ruining draft. their draft this year right. because they have another terrible team's picks. So right, so they have an opportunity to still pick in the top ten thanks to the Houston Texans and uh, Bill O'Brien, who has been dismissed by the Texans now a few weeks ago. But every time the Texans lose, it's good for me. Yeah, um, while I didn't want Bob to lose no, his job, no. it helped because it's not just first round; it's second round too. Right. Uh, and Miami, you know, with the way so they're, they're looking playing at now. Possibly two extra top 40 picks. Right. And using four picks in the top 60 in the spring, plus another year of free agency, depending on what Miami is able to so do and the growth of Tua and another offseason, with hopefully it will be a full offseason. Because th- think of all the teams that are going through this without having, right. you know, right. mini camps, full training camp, right. and well, all the weirdness surrounding the pandemic. Um, yeah, it's interesting time. For sure. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah, welcome back. We've been gone since, I think, July. Now, I mean, we've been doing podcasts, but we were on the Bulldog Hour focusing on the Wilson Bulldog football team here in West Lawn, Pennsylvania. And we got a good uh, lucky 13 episodes of the show, sixth season. It was a weird year again because of COVID. Wilson went six and one, but did not make the playoff field, and we're not going to get into all that. If you're interested in that, check out bulldoghour.com or watch and listen to those shows. We wrapped up two weeks ago. We kind of did a 2020 exit interview with head coach Doug Doms. So definitely check that out if you are a Wilson alum or a fan. But we're back here with episode 315 talking NFL. We're in week 10 of the 2020 season. And I think my biggest takeaway so far, looking at more of a macro level rather than focusing on my Dolphins, which I love to do, and we'll talk more about them. I think the biggest takeaway right now, and this may not be 100% accurate, but I feel as though it's easier to say because the the team that probably cast this aside didn't play. I don't know if there's a dominant team Mm. that you can point to and say they are absolutely going to win the Super Bowl. Right. No, I I would I would agree with that. And I feel like it honestly feels that way in both conferences as well. 
and not necessarily equal in both conferences. Um, but I feel like if you look at the NFC, there are some good teams, but there's not a team where I'm like, you know what? That's the team I'm picking to win the NFC. And when I look at the AFC, there's a couple teams that are worthy of that. But like, again, I don't know. Like, I feel like there's a couple that could do it, but there's not a runaway where you're like, oh, head, this team is head and shoulders above everyone else in the conference. And so without that, I can't take that a step further and say that one of them is favored to win the Super Bowl. There are a couple that are putting themselves clearly in that field of contenders, but there are others in that field of contenders right now. So r- real quick, put you on the hot seat okay. and, and then I'll, or I can go first if you want me to, it doesn't matter. Uh, give me your, I think I know who your two AFC are, but who are your two AFC and two NFC teams that right now you think would be playing in the respective conference. Right. Championship How about games? I give you my AFC and then we'll throw it to you for your AFC. Okay. Now give me a moment to, to catch my breath and think about <laughs> yeah, my okay. AFC. Yeah, go ahead. So, um, my two in the NFC or in the AFC, sorry, are going to be the Steelers at at nine and zero and the Chiefs. Um, I think the steel and this is huge. The Steelers are undefeated right now, so they technically are the one seed, which is big because there's only one bye as of right now. Look, right. I don't mean that as it's changing. I know like there are contingencies based on if games don't get played and things like that, but you would have to see a massive trend in that direction over the last seven weeks of the season for something to impact right. the playoffs. But there, I think the contingency is to add more playoff teams. Like th- there's a, there's a plan out there where they could expand right. if, if needed because of crazy scheduling issues. But if you saw Schefter's tweet this morning of the week 10 round of tests, there were no positives, yeah, which, is, which is a good thing. Now, I don't think that includes people who are out currently for being out for COVID stuff. Right, exactly. but, but like that's asterisk. Right. There are no new positives, which is what you're looking for. Um, no new so positive anyway, is a positive. Right. Yeah. It reminds me of the office when Michael Scott gets really upset when, <laughs> when uh, Kevin's test comes back negative and he's like, no, we'll fight this. He's like, the, he can't switch those. If he switched those in the real world, things would be chaos. Um, but like the Steelers are there. It, it is interesting when you look at the Steelers. Now they had a dominant win today, but the dominant win against the Bengals. Um, but like they've let some teams hang around in ways that they shouldn't. Um, they handled their business today. Don't get me wrong. Their offense, when Ben is back there, their offense can be very good, but like, I don't know. They they got lucky kind of against the Ravens the first time. The Ravens let them hang around because of the Ravens' mistakes. It wasn't the Steelers' offense that really kind of did their job in that one. They let the Eagles hang around. They let you know, like yep. they've no, only handled their business you're in a few wrong. games. Now that being said, they're nine and zero. The only time the Steelers have ever been nine and zero, which is absurd. Like that's kind of crazy. I mean, nine and zero is really difficult, but a franchise like the Steelers, it, it kind of surprises me that they didn't have a team go. Eight eight no or nine and no something before. Um, No, I'm right there with you. And the Chiefs, like the Chiefs, I'm kind of like I'll believe it when I see it that they're not there. You know, like they've in theory got more weapons uh, now. They with Mahomes there, man, he's so good. Um, and then you go and you look at their defense, and their defense reminds me a lot of the Colts with Peyton Manning like style where. 
They've got some playmakers there. They'll get exposed a little bit, but they're also going to get exposed because teams are just flying back and chucking it all the time against them. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, those are my, those are my two in the AFC. And I think they're in that top class. And then I think it's a step down and then you've got some other contenders, but those two are the, that's who I expect to be the one and two seed to have a path towards meeting in the AFC championship game. I had to play to go to the Super Bowl. No, I'm right there with you. Those are my two. And the Chiefs are the ones I was alluding to. I'm not trying to discredit what the Steelers have done, but you kind of touched on it. Their wins, while, hey, win is a win, doesn't matter if it's by a point or 70 points, they haven't exactly been dominating. And you can say, well, the Chiefs have won pretty convincingly most of the time. They had one hiccup against the Raiders. I still favor the Chiefs. But like you said, Pittsburgh's got that home field, and that's a tough place to play, especially if it's in January. Right. So it'll be interesting to see how the next um, seven games go for uh, the Steelers and however many the Chiefs. It's also have interesting left. because the Steelers have already had their bye because of right because of the COVID, COVID issues, earlier COVID which were issues. unrelated to their. The COVID Chiefs issues. are on a bye this week, right. so they're. Um, I guess they'll both have seven games left to play. Yeah. Uh, nine and zero and eight and one. And um. In a week and a half, Thanksgiving night, we get Ravens at Steelers, which is yeah, a, it's going to be a that's good an one. awesome eight thirty yep. or eight o'clock or whatever it'll be game on Thanksgiving night. So yes. I feel like those two teams in the AFC are above and beyond everyone else. The next rung is probably a combination of Buffalo, Indianapolis, Tennessee, and then maybe Cleveland and Miami. Am I missing anyone? Did I did I did I miss anyone? Because I, I I mean I guess the Raiders you could throw the Raiders in there as one. I would of those put teams the Ravens that, in there, especially oh, sorry, depending I on what did. they do. You're tonight. right. I know I did completely miss the Ravens. No, you're right. They they should be it, Ravens and, and Bills are my next right. tier. Right. Uh, Buffalo and Baltimore next. Then the teams the, that I mentioned. The Ravens are, kind of are a really intriguing team to me too because if if they can get the ground game going and if they jump up on you, it's gonna be tough to beat them. You know, like right. now. At the same time, if you jump up on them, it's going to be tough. And the thing, the thing about the the Chiefs is that, like, they've been there. Like, they've they were down twenty four points right. to the Texans last year, and then just flip of a switch, come back and beat them. And then they do almost the same thing against the the Titans, who were steamrolling teams at that point. Yeah. And then they flip the switch and they just get it. And that's where I mean, too, like where you look at the defense. And I know that was last year versus this year. But like there are moments that defense can play. There are stretches of games where that defense can play amazing. And that's when you have an offense as good as the Chiefs, you don't necessarily need 60 minutes of great football from your defense. First of all, they won't be out there 60 minutes. But like if they if they only blow up on one or two possessions, and they hold their own the rest of the game. When you've got Patrick Mahomes back there and all those weapons, and and Andy Reid and Bianami calling plays, like I, that's more than good enough. Like I, man, like don't get me wrong. There are other matchups I'd love to see too, and I, I'm not wishing away the rest of the season, but. I want to see Chiefs against Steelers. Like I want that. Like oh yeah, no man, that that would be a fun one. Um, but yeah, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my, that's my kind of thoughts on the AFC so far. 
All right, so I'll take the reins here with the NFC. I feel like this one's a lot harder. <laughs> well, I think there's more teams that maybe they're not quite on the same right. level as the so, Chiefs like, Steelers. So, like, I feel like but... there might not be anybody in that top tier. Like, right. I feel like it might be empty, the, but there might be more that, teams in the set in that. That like, A tier, you're talking yes. Chiefs and Steelers. That B tier, you're probably talking Ravens, Bills in the AFC. Yeah, yeah. Probably. Yes. But then in the NFC, I think there's like five teams in that. Right. That that's that's kind of where I am. Um, if I have to pick two, just two, like who I think is going to play in the NFC Championship game, of course, um, maybe some developments from the games yeah. today yeah. will change things. But I want to lean Saints-Packers. Yeah. Which is quite possibly tough to do and maybe – crazy to some people that I'm not picking the Bucks, but they just got housed by the Saints a couple For weeks ago. For the second time. Like, I mean, yeah, right. If, you know, fool me once, right? but <laughs> you're destroyed now the second time. Now, maybe they get the best of them a third time. I don't know. I'm not sure I'm willing to take that bet. Right. And I know the Packers have been weird recently. They started really hot, and they were ex- destroying our expectations because both of us were not on the Packers bandwagon right. this year. Right, um, But they also... Man. So, but I feel like they're all in the same area. Yeah, um, I agree. Because the Buccaneers beat up on the Packers pretty good. Yeah. But the Saints beat up on the Bucks now twice. Right. Uh, the Saints and Packers play this year. Did they play this? They year? probably will play this year. I'm trying to think. I don't know. Because if, if the divisions head. are playing, they they would play. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I just I I feel like those are the first three that jump to my mind. The the. And I'm going to lean Saints-Packers right now. Okay. Um, obviously, the Bucks are there. Um, the Seahawks, we thought, like, they were kind of my favorite yeah. up until the last couple weeks. Right. Like, They've through really... October, even. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, they, they would have been, I feel like, they could have been a team in that A category. Their defense is historically bad. Which is crazy to think where they've fallen in right, just five right. years, what they had been, right. uh, how good they were, uh, just you know. And, five and the years offense ago. has come back to earth the last few weeks. Now I know they're running just guys in at on, on at running back, but like the offensive line today, oh my gosh! Like they're they look like the Eagles line at times. Guys were just running right through and hitting Russell Wilson, who that's his thing. Like he doesn't get hit. Like he avoids those hits. Well, he was getting hit today. Yeah. And it, not necessarily his own fault. Like, that's just the way it goes. But how uh, nuts is the NFC West, though? Three yeah. teams are six and three, and the 49ers are four and six. Right. So, and we're in a game with the Packers or with the Saints today with a chance to make yeah. it, you know, to go to 500. Like, so uh, NFC West is interesting. But again, like, I feel like. I still think, even the last two weeks, notwithstanding, I still think the Seahawks are in that B group. I agree. Uh, I agree. I, I just are the Rams there to me though. I don't know. I feel like they're in the next. They won year. today. They, they won, won today. today. Yep, they won today. Kudos in, to in them. a game in a game where neither quarterback threw a touchdown pass. <laughs> that doesn't happen very often in the NFL. And I think the Cardinals are there too. Um, yeah, I think they're very close to like the BC line. Yes, the Rams yes. are more in the C. Cardinals are closer to B. Yeah, and I think they're hanging right there, um, very close to breaking through. But wow, what they, a game today! They, they maybe could have, should have, would have beat the Dolphins last week, and they at times you felt should have beaten the Bills, and then they miraculously do beat the Bills. Right, which right. I'll try to show that here in a, in a moment. But but they've had a number of games like that this year. They've had a number of games where it's like. What the heck was that all about? 
one way or the other. Like, man, like I didn't see that coming. Um, yeah, but they're, it's funny because I find myself like they're an exciting team to watch. Kyler Murray is exciting to watch with the weapons he has. Whew. They're, it's exciting to watch them. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So, um, let's, why don't we do this since this is our first show since we finished our predictions? Why don't we just kind of run through if a team is exceeding, meeting, or failing to meet expectations, okay. our, our personal expectations right, right. from where we were predicting back in like June and July. Okay. So I'm going to go in order of the games this week. So we're going to talk Thursday night first. Colts Titans, this one was a bit of a surprise, I think, to most people, judging by the picks in the weekly pool that I run. 21 out of 22 people pick the Titans to win. Remember at one time, I believe this team was 5-0. and They are now 6-3 and after a loss to the Colts Thursday night, 34-17. to What's going on with Tennessee? Well, I think both these teams are pretty... Maybe they actually honestly may be exceeding expectations that both of us had entering the year. Yeah. Um, I don't want to speak for you, but I think we both had these teams and Houston all competing for the top. I line think I had Houston falling AFC. off. I think I had Houston falling off a little bit, but I think I'd say they're both kind of about where we thought. Like, because I, or for me, I think anyway, like, I think I had the Colts winning the division. Because I'm a Frank Reich believer. Mm-hmm. And I think the Titans, I had them like still good, but back to earth a little bit. And I feel like that's where they are right now. Right now, as we speak, I feel like they're the best teams. Houston is the wheels have come off there. And it's going to be interesting because you have guys like J.J. Watt. And I don't I don't blame him, you know, especially when you're asked the question. Like, right. oh, are you here for a rebuild? And he's like, no, I'm here to win. Like, what do you want him to say? Like... You know what I mean? Like, that's one of those where you get an honest answer from an athlete and then it becomes a headline. Like, what do you want him to say? Yeah, I don't expect to win for the next few years while we rebuild. Like, no, like that's not, <laughs> you know, so um, I don't I don't blame him for that answer at all. Like, but and that's not a quick fix. And I know people talk about like certain like people. Oh, like, would the enemy want to go there or would? Uh, Dabo want to go there or like things like that. And I'm like, what? Like, I know you have the quarterback there, but you don't have a whole lot else in terms of like the things coaches are typically looking for when they're going somewhere. Um, so I don't think that's as clear cut as a, as a, Oh, you take this job as it was when Bill O'Brien took that job. I remember saying like, before he left Penn state, I, I was saying, I'm like, that's the job that scares me because they had everything. They had the high pick where they were going to be able to pick whatever quarterback they wanted. Like there were so many things. And I'm like, that's the job. That's the job that O'Brien's going to leave for because it just set up too perfect. And that's the job he left for. Um, I don't view that job like that right now. I know they have some of the pieces, but I just, I feel like you can go somewhere else. Like, you know, there are a few teams that are going to have close to a hundred million dollars in cap space. Oh, for sure. You know, and, and high draft picks like the Eagles. Oh gosh. Yeah. Obviously I didn't mean, I meant the, the money, not the draft pick. You squeezed that in before I was ready. <laughs> yeah. huh. All right. So, so the Eagles by record should get a high draft pick, but they're going to win the division and get like bumped <laughs> way down. Yeah. Right. Um, so uh, the keeper of the picks has spoken. 
my uncle tuning, yeah. tuning in. I reminded him that we were back live this week, and he's not disappointing. Justin had the Colts first, Titans second. I had the Colts second and Titans third. I, I had Houston winning the division, so I'm definitely off on that. I swung and a miss on the Texans, uh, but we were both have Colts over Titans, so in terms of that, right. We're, we're right on. Now yeah. They're both six and three. They're both contending. I don't know what to say. Do I think both teams make the playoffs? Maybe with the extant, expanded field? I think so. I, I think, think so. they both can. Um but I, to me, and I don't know that the Colts are that much better th- than than the Titans. I feel like the Titans are kind of in a spot where the Seahawks are right now. I know they're very different teams, but like, I don't think they're as good as the first maybe month and a half of the season, and I don't think they're as bad as the last three weeks of the season. You know what I mean? Like they're somewhere in between, and I feel like there's enough time left that the, they're going to get the Titans are going to get right, um, and I think they're going to make the playoffs. And with Derrick Henry. I don't know that that's right. a team you necessarily want to face. It's a if, team built if, for a lot of uh, if, January If the games. Titans are getting right come playoff time, I feel like it could be a lot like last year where, like, they're a team you don't necessarily want to play. And A.J. Brown's coming along at wide receiver. And, like, yeah. So, like, I wouldn't count them out. Yeah. But, A.J. Brown and Corey Davis. Right. But same thing. Like, if Phillip Rivers doesn't turn the ball over and the Colts' defense is healthy and they get, con- you know, contributions from Naeem Hines and – just patch it together in the backfield. Yeah, like Taylor Wilkins and Hines. Right. Like they have a good trio at running yeah. back. Yeah. So like the Colts are no joke either. Like Oh, and Marlon Mack's injured and out for the year. Like yeah. four forced them back there in the yeah. backfield when healthy. Wow. Um yeah, so honestly, I'd say probably then they're both maybe meeting your expectations. Yeah. Probably pretty close to mine too, although I think possibly um the Colts or Titans are exceeding expectations, probably just by a little bit for me. But we were pretty close on both of them. Yeah. I just missed on Houston. I just completely whiffed on the Texans. You had them drop in probably to third place then. I think third, yeah, because um, I wouldn't have put them below the below the Jags. All right, so Tampa Bay, Caroline. The Buccaneers won today 46-23, to able to light up the scoreboard again. 98-yard rushing touchdown from Ronald Jones, which is the longest in Buccaneers history, and he's now one of only five players with a 98-plus-yard scoring touchdown. I think Derrick Henry has two. I think he has a 98 and a 99. Um, Wow. Because uh, watching the game, they're like, Derrick Henry's 99-yarder, and they're like, wait. Like they're saying Derrick Henry also has a 98-yarder? Like, (laughs) they own the the broadcast. They're like, wait, what? Like... That's interesting. I didn't. Really, I knew he had one of them. I, I don't it just know. happened last year. They it? Were, right. Yeah, they were just talking about it on like in the broadcast. So like, they were kind of like fumbling their way through it. So I could have misunderstood. But like, yeah, it was it was crazy. Um, Carolina made it interesting. Right. They're fighting. They just don't have enough talent to keep so, up with the Saints and Bucks. This is an interesting one because despite the outcome, I'm gonna say the Bucks are below my expectations. And the Panthers are above my expectations. <laughs> I expected the Carolina to be much worse than what they are. And I know they haven't won a lot of games. Yeah, they're but they, three and seven. They've been competitive. The defense is is okay at times. They've got a lot of young pieces. Like I feel like the vision's clear there, what Matt Rule in, is trying to build, and I, I think they're going to be okay. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do long term at, at quarterback, because I don't know that Teddy Bridgewater is their guy long term. I don't he's not the problem there, but I don't know that he's the long term solution there. Yeah, he might be more of a stop. Guy. Right, like I don't, I don't know. Um, I think, but I think they're okay, and I feel like the jury's still out on the coach, which is it sounds 
like we're setting the bar really low, but sometimes you know halfway through the first season, and sometimes you, you don't. And I don't think we know yet, and I think that that's okay. Whereas the Bucks, I thought they were going to be more like plug and go. Like I right. thought they're and, – and there are moments where they, they look like that, but they've also had – more moments than I was anticipating this year where they no, haven't, there haven't looked like that. I agree. I would say the Panthers are at a minimum meeting. I don't, they're not below. They're not worse than I thought. And despite their record, they might be slightly exceeding what I expected, their competitiveness, because they're in most of their games. Right. They've lost a couple close games. They, um, they're just not as good as the, the their NFC South right, counterparts, right. especially Tampa Bay, which... When they look good, they look good. But when they look bad, they look bad. Like, there's no in-between for them. Well, like, Brady has had a couple games where he was historically bad. Like, they're, they're, like, some of the worst games of his career this year. the Saints two weeks ago. Yes. Like, god-awful. Yes. But, and then you get games like you you had today, which I think you have four passing Right, but it's like, okay, so you're playing against the Panthers today, and you do that. Like, But they also look good against the Packers. They did. They did. I don't know. I feel like the Buccaneers, I'm going to say, are meeting my expectations because I believe I had them going either 10 and 6 or 11 and 5 and winning that division. Right. If I recall correctly. I think. I don't know. They're not exceeding it. Right. I think maybe if they had beaten the Saints and were like 8 and 2 and looked good in that regard, maybe I could say See, that's where that's where I'd say I feel like I had such high expectations for them that like it would be tough for them to exceed them unless they were like undefeated. And they've had some stinkers, so I'm going to put them below. And they're still good. Like they're yeah, still good. Yeah, they're yeah. going to make the playoffs and they're a team I wouldn't want to play. Right. Which funny coming into today, I think that's how it would have matched up Tampa coming to Philadelphia. Oh jeez. Yeah, That'd talk about fun. a bad matchup. Unless Tom Brady throws one of those stinkers, which oh yeah, he doesn't do that in the playoffs. So that would that would be wonderful. That'd be worth it. That'd be um, fun. So, although we, if they make him sit on the plane for seven hours before they get there, right? maybe we'd have a shot. Texans Browns. This was a crappy game. This was awful um, for anyone with fantasy players on these teams, including oh me and us. Yes. Um, I mean, Cream Hunt did okay for he us. Did right. He did enough yeah. for for only. For and the it team wasn't him. It wasn't him winning. that stepped out on the one at the end of the <laughs> right. game. It so. wasn't. So. Which, by the way, also kept them from covering. Yep. Like, oh, there was a lot of stuff that happened. <laughs> well, the Cardinals took an. Oh, no, not the Cardinals. Someone took a knee on their two point conversion. Was it the Cardinals? It, it, was, it the was the Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah, it was yeah. after their hail mary. They took a knee. Yeah. <laughs> um. Good thing we don't gamble on on sports in general, right? Because uh, you can get pull your hair out of some of these decisions. But Texans at Browns, Cleveland wins ten to seven. Browns improved to six and three. Texans dropped to two and seven. I already talked about. I had higher expectations for the Texans. They are not meeting them at all. So obviously, well below expectation. Cleveland, though, you and I said like this I, is a team that is and what built they're like to six and good. three now. They're six and three. That's honestly, I say they. They're at a minimum meeting our expectations. I think you could possibly say exceeding as well. Right. I would be in the same boat with Cleveland because as much as we're like, uh, it's tough because they're three games behind the Steelers right now. Right. So, like, they're not really in the race there, but they're in the race for a playoff spot. And we talked about how, like, this could be a three-way race, like, down the stretch. And I I wouldn't quite say it's a three-way race right now. But they're they're competitive, so I, I'm going to say they're meeting our expectation because I think we both 
kind of had them like behind the Ravens and Steelers, but should be comp- competitive, and they certainly are that. Um, and I, I'm going to say that Houston is pretty much on par with what I was expecting. You I thought them to be that bad. I did. I did. I just saw it going south. Like, um, just wow, because I, I feel like they were, they've been living on the edge for so many years, like winning the division, but living on the edge and like how long till Bob gets fired. And then they just get fired. And like, I just don't see like, there was all this talk. Like I, Will Fuller's good. He had, I guess, he had a touchdown streak snapped. He didn't but, score that. But I look at, I view him as like, he's like a number two to me. Like, like he, he's very good. I say that he'd be a one on the Eagles, but he, <laughs> he, I don't know. So this was an interesting game. Football team at Lions. Did you see this thirty to twenty seven? Yes, I saw this. this uh, was, that was a bit of, by a, the way, an interesting game. It was a very interesting game, and I was not happy because I I had the Lions winning. I I thought the Lions were going to win, and the Redskins continue their game tying drive with a terrible pass interference yeah, call I against saw the Lions. It. it was pretty bad. Terrible. Now, there was a later penalty that I, I didn't see a replay of, but they didn't make a big deal out of it, so I assumed that was fine. Now, they still gave up the yard. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, the Lions had their shot, and they, they kept giving up yards. And But then um, they kick a field goal. It looks like it's going to overtime. And I'm like, I don't know, Matthew Stafford, like, this is the kind of situation where I feel like he, he's really good in. But they did it to perfection. Now, they got the late hit call on, mm-hmm. uh, what's his name, the kid from Ohio State. Uh, Chase Young. Chase Young got 15 yard penalty. He he was mad about it, but like, dude, you took like two full steps after her, after Stafford released the ball and then shoved him to the ground. Like, I don't know what you were expecting. Like, that right. was that was not a bang bang play. But then the next play was the crazy one because they get up there and they've got like a timeout, but only like six seconds, and they just. They're playing off the wide receivers, which I get because they don't want to give up a big play. But at the same time, like they're not throwing to the end zone. Right. They're setting up for a field goal. So instead of it being like a sixty, like six yarder, maybe not quite that much, they get six yards. It's fifty nine yards. Instead, right? right. Instead of running into the defender and trying to get a few more yards, the receiver caught it, got six yards, and just went down. And they called timeout with two seconds left. If he doesn't do that. Time probably runs Time out. runs out. So like he didn't he did exactly the right thing. And just like Nick 59 Chubb. yarder and he needed all 59. It went just over the crossbar and they won. Prater, right? Yeah, Prater, who's had his struggles this year. He hit 250 plus yard field goals today. And you win by 3. So 30 to 27, the Lions get the win over football team. Yeah. Uh, Alex Smith doing his best to will, will the, yeah, the, uh, the Washington part. football team to win. He had almost 400 yards passing. His first start, I believe, in over two years. Yeah, 700-some days they posted this um, morning. So, yeah. Um, I'm gonna, where are we with the was, Lions and the Redskins? Lions, Excuse me, say, the Washington football Lions team. Lions are slightly above my expectations. I thought they, they'd be worse. Um, and... Uh, Washington, I'd say, is pretty much on par. I, I expected them to be pretty bad, and and they are. Um, I think I still think Ron Rivera will eventually get it right there. Just I, 
he's had a lot going on in addition to the global and you know yeah. local stuff and the the uh, team stuff you know the program stuff the he's thing, had the thing he's health issues doesn't have going for him is that his owner probably won't be able to get out of the way because i feel like he hasn't been in the way much this year because he's just tried to stay out of the picture of lots of things um but i feel like it's only a matter of time till his owner steps in and screws things up like say the off season <laughs> So I think I'm right there with you, though. I actually think uh, the Lions, I, I feel like I did. Did I end up having the Lions win that division? If, well, I did not have the Packers win that division. What about the Vikings? Did you pick the did Vikings? I pick the, now I'm like, I'm just second guessing myself, but right. I feel like I was thinking that maybe you did pick the Lions. I don't know. I they're 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 at best meeting my expectations, I think, but yeah, they might be. Um, below my expectations. What's their record now? Three and no, oh. no, four and five. I think okay. four and five. Yeah. So, yeah, I. Uh, and they should have won week one. Like they should. Like they're. they're Was that they're, the one DeAndre Swift dropped? Yeah. It, yeah. Well, he's he's picked it up. He's oh, yeah, playing no, like he an NFL. Good. Right, he he's playing good. like an NFL player today. Woo. You see that run where he ran a guy over on the way to the yeah. end zone? Man. Yeah, so football team, Washington is two and seven. Lions are four and five. I'd say Washington's about where we expected them to be. Yeah. Uh, like you said, Detroit is at best meeting, yeah. but I think could even be below okay. four for me. But like you said, a game or two, and all of a sudden four or five turns into six and three, and you're feeling pretty good. Right. But nope, not having it. Um, so getting some updates from my uncle, I just had the game up here for a bit, but, uh, Ravens and Patriots are tied seven to seven. Okay. Nope. So he does correct me as I could not remember the NFC North whatsoever. He says that we both picked the lions last. Okay. In the division. Okay. So then I would say they are probably exceeding expectations. Yes. I might, yes. That must've been two years ago then. Cause I feel like I picked Detroit to win that division recently. And so it, it must have been like, and I must have thought like that it was going to fall, the wheels fall off with Patricia and get fired. Like, which could still happen, but like, yeah, I mean, I feel like seven games to I feel go. Like the Lions are at that, what the worst thing, right? Like, they're okay. Mediocre. They're, they're good enough. They're going to beat, they're going to be like eight and eight again, nine and seven, maybe. Right. And what do you do with your quarterback? And what do you do with your head coach? Well, you're getting closer to the end of the Stafford era. Yeah. Like, he's been there, what, 10 years? Right. And you, years? you have to feel like someone would swoop in and get him in a heartbeat if they had a chance, right? Like, like Rivers. Like, look, look what happened right. with Rivers. Right. Which, just random thing, and I sent this to you the other day. It was absurd to me that they mentioned how long he's been playing. His active streak was like 244 straight starts or whatever. He'd have to play 4.8 seasons more. Right. To tie To Favre. tie Favre. Yeah. That's absurd. Um, so, yeah. So, we picked the Lions last. If there was a quarterback that would jump around from team to team, though, I could see Phil Rivers. Although, they were talking the other night about how he wants to coach his son. Like, they're like yeah. he's dying to coach his son. Which like, one? Football. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, we both picked the Vikings to win that division. Okay. Which is, I mean, isn't looking too, no, too strong no, at the moment. No, looking, um, looking poor. They play tomorrow night. Right. They are currently three and five. Yeah. Um, against the Bears, who are five and four. So, um, but let's uh, finish up here. Jaguars Packers. This game was a lot closer than it should have been, especially because it was in Green Bay at Lambeau. Green Bay improves with a win over the Jaguars, twenty-four to twenty. 
Seven and two are the Packers. One and eight are the Jaguars. Now, when we did this at the beginning of the year, you had Jacksonville, I think, going one and fifteen. Right, only because I didn't <laughs> pick them to win a single game, but I knew that's unlikely. Right. And we do not. We have zero winless teams. No, I mean, that's wrong. The Jets are zero and nine. Uh, exceeding expectations? <laughs> no, no, meeting expectations. Because we, I, I mean, I think we both said, but I absolutely right, said right. the Jets are the worst team in football. Yeah. And finally, you know, of all the crappy picks I've made in the last few years and always bagging on the Saints and, and propping up the Falcons or whatever team or hating on this the is, Packers. This is the one you teed up. And this you, one, you I was like, right. I'm going to knock this one out of the park. The Jets and doesn't suck. It, and it's great when it's a team that you actually yeah, want to be I bad. I actually don't like right. them. A team so. you don't want to be bad, you go out and say, they are going to be bad. They are awful. And they are worse than they're that. They're worse than I thought. Honestly, they're not even meeting expectations. <laughs> and, they, and my expectations were them to go like 2-14. and 14. <laughs> Think about it. You expected them to be... Possibly the worst team in football, and they're worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't even meet that low bar. Oh my so, gosh! I mean, that's fine. I don't want to bag on them too much because they play Miami another time, and <laughs> if if that would be their only win, I'd be so mad. It is in New York because Miami shut them out in Miami a couple right. weeks ago, and they go to New York in two weeks. The Dolphins go to Denver, I believe, this coming week, and then go to New York the following week, and then they have three straight home games. And I think the last one in that that three home games is the Chiefs. Ooh, there you go. Who someone I don't know if it was Ross Tucker, who we still need to get on the show, by the way, yeah. um, or a Pro Football Talk, or some writer somewhere said that that is a sneaky good matchup. I agree, and I hope that's true five weeks from now. Oh man, that would be awesome. Um, but so Jaguars Packers, we're, I guess Jaguars Jags, are meeting. Expectations. I feel like are meeting expectations. Packers, I'd say are. It's tough because I want to say meeting expectations because I had them falling off from last year, but I feel like they have fallen off from last year. I don't think they're as good. Well, I didn't think they were that good last year. I don't think they're that good this year, even though coming into today, they would have been the one seed in the NFC, I think. Um, and so they might still be because they won today and the Seahawks lost. And who else would it be? The Saints. Oh, yeah. I guess they're it could be the Saints. They're as well. I'm going to say meet expectations, but only because I I think they're good, but not that great. And that's kind of where I have them. Honestly, I, I think... Actually, I, I probably have to say exceeding, because I probably the, had the them Packers, falling off more than I the thought. The Packers are definitely exceeding my expectations, because I think I had them possibly finishing third. My uncle might be able to uh, say for sure, but we both had the Vikings in first and the Lions in last. And I feel like we both were contemplating Chicago as a wild card team. So yeah. Um so I, I definitely think the Packers are for sure exceeding my expectations and they definitely were the first like five weeks of the season. Then once they got beat up by the Bucks, things really changed. Jaguars, honestly, I don't think they're meeting my expectations. Even like I didn't have them being good to begin with, but one and eight is worse than I thought they'd be. Yeah, see I kind of figured they you, were you gonna... definitely you were like, right. I think they're going I think you had them 0 and 16. You're like, I'll give them one or two. Right. Because I didn't think a team was actually going to go 0 and 16, which there's still a shot. (laughs) Um, But I think they're going to be historically bad, and they are. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Did you see? And I felt bad for him. Doug Marone had to throw a challenge flag today because they said it's not pass interference because the ball was tipped. Right. Okay. And he, he had to argue, and he was correctly arguing, and got it overturned. 
Yes, but the guy who committed the pass interference is the guy who tipped the ball. Like oh. it wasn't tipped at the line. Oh, okay. He's like he climbed over my receiver to tip the ball, okay. and it went past. And they're like, "Yeah, but it was tipped." And he's like, "Yes, but it was tipped by the guy who committed the pass interference." They reviewed it and were like, "Yeah, oh, you're right. right. Yeah, yeah, the pass interference happened before the tip. Like you're right." And the, like I could the like it's not like these guys aren't trying. They're just bad, you know. And that, right. that's all it is. And you could just see like the exasperated look on his face of like, I don't know how. Like we're bad on our own. We don't need you to not give us this call. Like, <laughs> right? You're right about that. So, um, all right. Well, I hate to do this to you, but we got. That's it. right. Go e- ahead. Eagles, Giants, Giants at home get the win, twenty-seven to seventeen. It's their first win against the Eagles since Week Nine of twenty sixteen. Yep. They both have identical win amounts. Yeah. However, the Eagles. Uh, get by with having their buy already and having a tie. Mm-hmm. So technically, the Eagles are still in first place. Yes. Followed by, I guess, the Giants, then the Redskins, or no, then the Ca- Cowboys. Cowboys and, the Redskins. and Redskins, I think, are both right, there. Right yeah. there. So uh, just, I don't know. So um, I'm going to put the Giants about what I expected. Bad. Um, so meeting but, expectations? Yeah, I put them meet expectations. Eagles are below my expectations. Far below, yeah. Right. Like they're they're a bad football team. Um I've at this point they're old and decrepit at way too many positions. They need to kind of clean house. I don't mean I don't mean fire. They're young and not talented at others. Yeah, so a terrible combination. When your veterans are hurt and not good, and your young guys are not good. And and that's not to say that some of them won't be. Like, I think Jalen Rager, I think he's going to be fine. Like, he's not, like, the issue in and of itself. The problem is Jason Peters should have retired two years ago and is, like, the savior, supposedly, at, at, you know, wherever we can fit him in because we need him. It's it's the eighth different starting offensive line combination they've had in nine games. I was going to say nine games. You know what? In the year they went to the Super Bowl, I think they had, like, Two. Like, because they started like everybody, and then Jason Peters got hurt, and I think that was like it. Like, it, it's just, it, it's so, so different. Um, they're just, they're not very good. Like, they couldn't stop. And they were talking about this today during the game, like on the radio, talking about the game. The Giants ran the same plays that the Eagles couldn't stop 17 days ago. And the Eagles still couldn't stop it. They're like, what exactly did Jim Schwartz like do on defense? Like what they were running Daniel Jones on like on an op, like on the zone read around the outside. And they're like, they did nothing. You know what it is? The Eagles have zero talent at linebacker. Like zero ready for football now. Yeah, ready for NFL talent. They're terrible. And they don't they don't put anything into it. They don't put anything into it. Like you get what you put into it, right? Like we say that about a lot of different things, and the Eagles have that in a lot of positions. They don't put any value in that position, and then they get zero production out of that position. They think they can just – they did – lots of people were like, they need to do more to upgrade the wide receiver position. Well, And they try. And 2020 hurts because Marquise, whatever. Goodwin. Goodwin, like – and I'm not saying he would have been, like, the answer, but, like, he, hurt, right? He'd be somebody, right? He's not a practice squad guy. We're just signing off the, you know, off of other people's practice squad guys and dressing them with like no practice to run out there. 
Um, does Wentz need to be better? Yes. Is he the whole problem? No. Um, the line needs to be a lot better. Like I, I am, and again, it's tough because I'm forever indebted to some of these guys. Like Jason Kelsey will be a legend forever in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, we need we need to start thinking about who's going to be our next center. Um, Jason Peters is a Hall of Fame level like left tackle. He he probably should be well on his way through his five years, like of of wait time, and he's he's not. He's been with Philadelphia for what twelve years? A long time. Twelve or thirteen? Because yeah. he was traded from Buffalo to Philly when I was in Indiana. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so like he's good, and the Eagles have some young guys who honestly came along when they when they had to like when they were forced into spots, but they were literally pulling guys. Not even all the practice squads. They were just signing guys who were out of football completely and dressing them on the line at sometimes over the last couple months. Next, you're going to tell me they pulled a garbage man to kick for them or something. <laughs> I feel like it's only a matter of time. It, it so don't worry, injuries have have decimated them, but injuries have decimated other teams. But they're just not getting the job done. But like when you watch the game, and I and I'm not saying like I said, Wentz needs to be better. But when you watch the game like today, like what do you want him to do? Like what do you want him to do? Like there are times where there's just no one open and there are I can't tell you how many plays during a game where it looks like the Eagles are blocking like a scheme for a, a screen pass where there are multiple guys that just run right through the line. I don't know how that happens at the NFL level. Like how how does that happen all the time? They're just not very good. I don't think there's a lot of quick fixes. Like Alshon Jeffrey played his first game since like December of, or he had his first full practice since December of last year. Like he's just not any good. He needs to go. Deshaun Jackson making way too much money, never plays. Get him out of there. They cut both those guys. They save like 18 million. They'll, they'll pay them a bunch to not play for them next year, but they'll also save 18 million in cap space or nearly 18 million in cap space just by cutting those two alone. Um, so they're going to take some cap hits, but they need to cut a bunch of guys and start to rebuild, get younger. Like, yeah, you know what it feels like. It feels it feels a lot like a few years after the Phillies World Championship when it yeah. when they went from oh competing, competing to like we're super old at every position, and you know what I mean. Like that's kind of what it feels like to the Eagles. Like they're. The players who need to be contributing aren't even on the field. That's right. that's what it is. The guys you're paying aren't even on the field. So that's frustrating. But again, I don't know what you want them to do. And it, it, it frustrates me. And I know it's a little different because of the big contract. Because he's got his contract now. But like when, you know, this week was dominated on some sports talk radio between Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson. And I am in the boat of like, yes, Kyler Murray looks awesome right now. But if you put Lamar Jackson in that system with those weapons out in Arizona, I'm not saying it would be exactly the same, but he'd look a lot different than he does in Baltimore with those weapons in that scheme. Right. And like, so when, when people are making that argument and it's the same people that I listen to say, well, Wentz just needs to make everybody better. I'm like, well, how can you sit here and be like, oh, well, Lamar Jackson isn't, putting up the numbers he should because there's no help around him. And then you're like, Wentz is like, oh, because I'm like, Lamar Jackson has more weapons in theory. Like, 
he's not missing guys because of injuries. You right. know, they're just like I agree with their argument for, for Lamar Jackson. I just disagree when they then don't use that logic to apply to other quarterbacks. But so speaking of one of them, <laughs> Kyler Murray pulled uh, some magic out of oh his hat today. So I'm going to pull it up here for those that maybe haven't seen it. If you're watching uh, live or, or or later. This is what happened to end the Cardinals-Bills game. Buffalo up 30-26 to with seven seconds to play. Kyler lost it to the end zone on a triple-covered DeAndre Hopkins. The defense wasn't bad. This is not a situation where, oh, the defense didn't do what they're supposed to do. D-Hop just out right. reached it them wasn't, for the ball. It wasn't like, oh, a guy tipped it up or anything. He just went up and got it. It's Yeah, it's... Crazy what he was able to do. Usually um, a Hail Mary only happens when somebody does something they're not supposed to do on right. defense. That's not the case here. No. Hopkins just got it. So the Cardinals win and improve their record to six and three, whereas the Bills fall to seven and three, which is a huge help for me uh, as a Dolphins fan, hoping that Miami could possibly catch Buffalo for the division championship. What a crazy end of the game. I'm so mad because Buffalo took the lead with like 34 seconds to play. Right. And Kyler Murray and the Cardinals drive down the field and then end up winning on this Hail Mary touchdown from Murray to uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Kyler Murray had a rushing touchdown, and it's the fifth straight game he had a rushing touchdown, and that has not happened since the merger of the AFL and NFL. The Super Bowl era has not happened. So, uh, pretty spectacular. So, where are you on the Bills and Cardinals? Honestly, I think they're both meeting my expectations. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably say that, too. Like, to be honest, I feel like the Bills are better than I was they, they, they might be slightly exceeding. They might be but slightly like, exceeding. not enough that I can confidently say they're above. So, because I'm going to put them at, at I feel meet. like neither of us were dethroning the Patriots. Right. So, I will say they're meeting... With the high possibility of ending up in the exceeding. Exceeding, right. But and the Cardinals, like, I think, are right there. I I, think right, because every time I'm like, oh, man, they're not quite what I thought. They come back and they do something like this today. And then I'm like, okay, well, they're right there. I think they're on the right path. The Raiders beat the Broncos today in Las Vegas 37-12. to 12. Las Vegas, or the Raiders franchise, has been taking care of Denver recently, winning five straight at home against the Broncos. Where do we feel about these two AFC West right, So teams? Broncos are not meeting my expectations. I thought they were going to take a bigger step forward today. They that This was a frustrating one for them, too, because they're down, I think it was maybe 13-6. And well, maybe it was 10-6. And Drew Locke runs into the end zone for a touchdown. And there was holding. And they called it on the wide receiver. And it, it, it was holding. However, the defensive back, was not even trying to make a play on the ball. It wouldn't have affected the outcome. And instead of like doing it, he just acts and throws his hands up and backs into the guy instead of trying to make the play. Cause he wasn't going to make the play Well, they draw the flag. The next play drew lock throws an interception in the end zone to the same guy. So game huge of inches, swing. game of right. Seconds. And next thing you know, they're down multiple scores and, and that's it. Um, well, I said and it's tough because it was holding, it was holding. If it is a penalty, you have to call it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with you, though. I think Las Vegas is exceeding, and yep. I think Denver is not meeting. Right. Seattle Seahawks at the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams come away with the victory 23-16 to at home, and the Rams 
quietly are a better team this year than I expected. I yeah. think LA is exceeding expectations. Yeah, they're exceeding my I expectations. I believe I was thinking around 500 for them ish, like seven or eight wins, I think. And they're already at six and three. They're right. tied for first place. Right. So the Rams to me are exceeding expectations. They have now won five of their last six against Seattle, wow. which is tough to, to believe, wow. but it's true. Seattle, as we mentioned, we thought that they were the, the NFC contender for the Super Bowl, have now lost two in a row to teams that are good. So clearly they're having an issue. They're not playing down their competition. Um, they're at least getting beat by good teams, but I expect Seattle to be better than Buffalo and the Rams. So right. their two straight losses are a little bit of a head scratch. Uh, and only scoring 16 points, that defense can't do anything. I, I, I don't know. Seattle's definitely on the downswing. But I feel like overall they're probably meeting my expectations. Yeah, I'd say in the big picture they're probably meeting my expectation. However, like in the prisoner of the moment, they're they're going to be below my expectations because like they started off so strong, they were probably way above, and now they they've fallen off. And like I don't. They'll, I, I feel like they'll get it right and they'll be better, but um, yeah, I'd say they're slightly below, but still really close to meeting my expectations. 49ers visiting New Orleans. The Saints get to win 27-13. to 13. San Francisco drops their third straight game. The Saints look like one of the better teams in the NFC now. They didn't at the beginning of the year, but mm-hmm. at the moment they are clearly exceeding my personal expectations because I'm always down on the Saints and I'm always wrong and it looks like I'm wrong again this year. 49ers though, honestly I don't even think they're meeting my expectations. I yeah. said I didn't think off, but they like, were going to be anywhere near as good as they were last year. They're the worst team in the division. Right. And and now I don't think they're one of the worst teams in football. No. But they'd be the best team in the <laughs> NFC East. It's true. True story. Like, literally, by record, they would be the best team in the NFC East. But I would say Saints exceeding 49ers not meeting. They're failing to meet my right. expectations. Well, like, and I was just thinking, I was like, wait, it's crazy. Because, like, it feels like the Rams are the ones that are, like, I'm still thinking of, oh, coming off the Super Bowl loss. No, it's the Niners. Like, but they're just not that good. Yeah. Like, it's, uh, I don't know. It's And to think, like. I'm not saying they, that the Chiefs didn't deserve it, but like the Niners were in a position to win the Super Bowl last year and poop the bed. Right. Now, in part because you had Patrick Mahomes do Patrick Mahomes-like things. Right. <laughs> but So um, let's talk about the teams on a bye before we finish yeah. with the Dolphins, Chargers, uh, or let's say Ravens, Patriots. Patriots are not meeting my expectations. Patriots are below my expectations, and the Ravens are about my expectations. I'd say, yeah, probably meeting. One meeting, one not meeting. Yep. Um, the Monday night game, Vikings-Bears. Vikings, Vikings are below. Below, not meeting. And Bears are probably right where we expected. Yeah, probably a little worse than I expected. I thought they'd be a little bit better. I thought they were going to bounce back, um, especially with Foles at quarterback. I, I thought had, they'd be a little bit better. I had Vikings-Bears, Packers-Lions. You had Vikings-Packers-Bears-Lions. So, yeah, um, they're the Bears are probably right about where yeah. I expected them to be. They're f- what five and three, I think. So they yeah. hey, they win, beat the Vikings. You're six right. and three. You're right, right in the thick of things. I don't think they're a good see, team. Here's, here's the thing too: the but, way it's gone the last few weeks, though. I'm like, man, if the Vikings win this, they could win a few. They could win, have a good way like last half the season, and they could get into the playoffs. And 
again, if if they play hot enough to get into the playoffs, they're not a team I necessarily want to play. Right. But. So my uncle actually says we both had the Rams last. So we had Seattle yeah, first. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the Rams I think last. So. so Rams because are I knew exceeding we were both... expectations. Right. Yeah. So I must have the 49ers in third. Right. Um, but they're still not meeting expectations right, there. Right. Um, Rams exceeding 49ers not meeting. Cardinals and Seahawks probably right where we expected. We thought we were high on the car on the Cardinals. Um, and I I know I was high on the Seahawks. So teams on by, we kind of touched on the Jets. We thought or I thought they were the worst team in the NFL. They're not even meeting that if that's possible. Um Cowboys way below expectations. Yeah. We both had them winning the NFC East. And I know Dak is out. But they were struggling They're even so with They're so much him. worse it's, than just Dak. It's tough, yeah. Like I, they're a good enough team. Like there's no reason why they shouldn't be better than they are. Right. Um who else is on by this week? Now Chiefs. The Chiefs are on by and they are meeting I'd expectations. Say meet expectations. I think they're really good. We said they we'd expect them to to challenge for the AFC title right. again. It's crazy. Like, they only have one loss. It was at the Raiders, I believe. Or it might have been at home against the Raiders. It um, was. Yeah. But like one loss and we're like, I'm like, oh man, like yeah, what's I know, happening? Right? Oh gosh. <laughs> um, who's the other NFC team on a buy then this week? Oh, the Falcons. Yeah. Not meeting. Not meeting. They're, worse. they're, they're Fired worse. their they're, coach. Yeah, they're worse than uh, we expected. Yeah. Thought they'd be better. Uh, have the talent, just haven't been able to put it together. Right. So um, then then last here is uh, the Dolphins-Chargers game. And because I'm in charge of things, I'm going to pull up the highlights. Yeah. Um, Dolphins so, are exceeding my expectations. Yeah, and they're doing it in a fashion that honestly is something that they can kind of continue. When you find a no-name suffocating defense that likes to be aggressive and apply pressure, that's something you can keep up. Now, you're going to get burned every so often? Absolutely. But they have now won five games in a row, first time since 2016 for that. They're 6-3, and three, a game, well, really half game behind the Bills who haven't had their bye yet. They're doing it with a rookie quarterback who's just making his third starts. He's 3-0. and oh. He did nothing really to help win the game against the Rams in his first start, but he has been part of the reason they've won the last two weeks, especially last week in Arizona. They're doing it with a bunch of no names at running back. They were on essentially their fourth or fifth string running back this week. They benched their offseason signing Jordan Howard. He wasn't even active for the game despite not being injured. They went with Salvin Ahmed. Uh, I believe undrafted out of Washington. It was. Who and was the backup to Miles Gaskin at Washington, yes. who is out injured. They also have Matt Breider, who they traded for. He's injured. They brought in DeAndre Washington before the trading deadline, but he, I, right. he hasn't been active that much. And they've been using a no-name guy from last year, Patrick Laird, in that role as well. But they're also doing it with guys that were they were told are not good football players just a few years ago. Right. You know, at the end of Adam Gase's tenure or last year at the very beginning of Brian Flores's. So they started the season what one and three. Right. So they won five in a row. They benched Ryan Fitzpatrick when they got to five hundred. People thought they were crazy. I was Including kind me. of thinking I, that I, I as thought well. They were crazy too. And all they've done now is win three more in a row, and uh, they. Doing it all three phases of the game. And if you and have I, good defense and special teams and you get good enough play on offense. And I, and I give them credit. I don't know that the market was there, but I, I bet it was. Like I give them credit for not just shipping Fitzpatrick off and, and cutting ties with him because like he's still he's still a valuable asset to that team. Um the 
you know, and I, I felt bad for him in that spot, you know, but yeah, this team has eyes on, on Tua in the future and they were, they, they felt this is what they needed to do for Tua and the future. So let's do it. And like he said, they're going to have four, well, three picks in the top 40. Right. Um, Four picks in the top sixty-ish, yeah, somewhere around yeah. the top fifty, top fifty-five, whatever it ends up being. Yeah. Um, they're doing it with Man, a bunch of guys just, that people and, didn't want either, right? And and that's gonna just help. That gives you cap space when you can build with top-end draft guys who are locked into those rookie deals. Xavier Howard had another interception today. Yeah, I know. Last week, people were you know he had what three or four pass interference penalties it was against deandre hopkins right that counts as a win to me right like he's not they're not like he wasn't giving up 40 yards like they were they were modest gains you know 8 10 12 15 maybe there was a bigger one in there one of them i thought was bs but i'll take that because you have to make them earn it then you're not letting them you know you're you're, i mean you're technically giving them free what was all the talk this week was for the for the cardinals was we have to get Hopkins more involved because he only had a few catches last week. Well, like take away the hail mary, how much how involved was he this week? They they th- they went his direction. I know, a, it's kind a, of more a, of a little question, bit early, but like yeah, that was. Yeah, his I know big he had play. over a hundred yards, but that yeah. last play was what forty some yeah, yards, forty five yards or something like that. So, um, but yeah, I just I wanted to take time to talk about my Dolphins here a little bit because they're getting it done and. The schedule sets up nicely for them. They go to Denver next week. They believe they go to the Jets the week after that. Then they host the Bengals. Three winnable games. And if if they want to be the team that they that we're starting to think they are, like a playoff caliber team, they have to win those three. Right. Like like not not two and one. No. Two and one doesn't bury you. And and honestly, I think two and one is more realistic because the team is set for a step back at some point, right? Like they've won five in a row. I think they win eight in a row. Like, are they good enough? And just independently, are they good enough to win eight in a row? I I don't know that they're there yet. So if they went two and one, I wouldn't be surprised, and that's not the end of the world. But it, if they want to be that team, then they they should go three and zero right. in, in that stretch. Um, I'm trying to think of who they play after the Bengals because I. I think there's a Raiders game in there, maybe. Uh, there's They play Buffalo, I think, the last week of the season. I believe they play New England the second to last week of the Is season. That the Chiefs? They have the Chiefs in there. There's someone else. I'm missing a team. Yeah. I, I can't re- I can't recall. Um, but Could be interesting. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the way the schedule sets up, there's a – if they play the way they're playing now where they're beating teams that – are on their level or slightly below, they could easily go ten and six or eleven and five. Right, they're six and three right now. Can they go four and three in their last seven games with the teams I just mentioned? They they have yeah. to play. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I'm just I'm I'm excited for the first time in in a while because not only have the potential to make the playoffs this year, um, they're setting themselves up for the future because they don't have. Uh, a lot of terrible contracts. The guys are still young and ready to go. You have, hopefully, you have the quarterback. I know three games is a small sample size, and he isn't blowing the doors off like you know Burrow is, or or the way everyone raves about Herbert, who still only has one win as a starter, right. but has looked good himself. Right, right, right. Um, or, or the or but, the second, but third Herbert Herbert is in a spot where he could very well be going again, getting a new coach next year, which I don't know that. 
it's tough because you look at this year and you're like, man, the Chargers, so many like close losses. Like, yeah. But it's not just this year. It's been a, a number of years. Right. Yeah. So, but. All right. But I think that pretty much wraps up our discussion. It was good to be back. It was good to talk NFL action. We will be back next week for episode 316. We'll recap and preview parts of NFL Week 11. We might be talking a little bit more uh, betting information as we're going to welcome in a guest, Paul Roberts. If you are familiar with um, local Berks County sports personalities, media members, you'll know Paul. Uh, He's a great guy to follow on Twitter during uh, professional sports, and he covers it all. A local college pro, and he's big into uh, the betting scene now. And he talks about it all the time. Very active when key events are going on. And he does a great uh, service to the local sports community. Absolutely. So looking forward to welcoming Paul on here um, via the May Sandwich Shop hotline. And, uh, yeah, it just should be an all-around good time. But before we take off this evening, let's hear one more time from one of our sponsors, Small Player Big Play. Ever wish there was a sports app just for you? Introducing Small Player Big Play app the all-sports social media app for young athletes. Live stream events for your friends and family who can't be there. At home or at work, they can watch your streaming on their phones or on TV by using a mirroring device or AirPlay 2. Download the app from the App Store or Google Play and create an account using a valid email address. That's it. Now you can find friends, join groups, or make new ones. You can upload and watch your own content for free. Watch YouTube uploads for free. Even more streaming options are available with our subscription plans and in-app purchases. Download the app and start sharing with the world your passion for sports today. All right, and we thank our sponsors, May Sandwich Shop and Small Player Big Play for helping us out here at the Joe Mays and J-Raff show. So, Justin, any closing thoughts, anything to say before we get out of here? No. <laughs> I, I really have nothing to add. Hopefully, I don't even know what my hope is for the Eagles, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, trust me, my dad's been texting me a whole bunch that Dallas is playing for a better draft pick. Uh, he thinks the Eagles will be right there with him. But someone's got to win the division, so. NFC East could be all maybe, over that top half of the draft. Maybe it could be the year. Giants. I don't know. Giants could get done. Like the he, winner of the NFCs is definitely going to be under five hundred, though, right? Yeah, now I feel like it, they have to be. To be honest, if the Eagles would have won today, they would have been at five hundred. They would have been four, four, and one. Mm, yeah. So, like, I thought they had a shot at getting the eight wins. Not a, not a good one, but I thought they had a shot. You might be looking at six wins wins the division. Oh boy. And depending on who it is, they might not have a win outside of the division. I, I'd have to look further at that. But like, and they get to welcome Tampa Bay. <laughs> how crazy! But how awesome would it be if the NFC East team beats Tampa uh, Bay? A six, a six ten and or a six nine and one Eagles team. No, make it worse. Five ten and one. Five ten, five, ten and, and one, one wins Eagles the division and beat the Buccaneers. Beat the Bucks. Oh, oh man. Chalk it up to a successful season if that's what <laughs> happens. Hang the banner. That's right. Get them rings again. Like, <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone. This concludes episode 315 of the Joe Mays and JRF show. We'll be back next Sunday, November 22nd, same time, 830 Eastern on JMN JR Radio with our special guest, Paul Roberts. All right. 
Take it easy, everyone. Enjoy the rest of the Sunday and Monday night football games in Week 10. That's a wrap on this episode of the Joe Mays and J-Rap Show, brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop. You can watch each weekly episode live on Facebook, Periscope, or YouTube. Be sure to like, follow, or subscribe to the show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. You can also rate and review us on many of these platforms as well. We'd love to hear from you. Send your email to the Mays Sandwich Shop inbox at joemaysandjraff at gmail.com. The Joe Mays and J-Raff Show is a part of the JMNJR Radio Network, home to other productions such as the Bulldog Hour, Tangents with Friends, and Nat Chats with Dad. Until next time... <laughs>